krijgen allemaal. De afgelopen week was het tijd voor mij om de kerstsfeer op te ruimen en plaats te maken voor weer een nieuw begin van een nieuw jaar. Zo tussen de regen door lukte het mij toch om de buitenverlichting weer voor een jaar in de doos te stoppen. En toen ik klaar was, keek ik naar een lege tuin. Wat voorheen de urnen vol stonden met prachtig groen en wat er nu treurig uitzag. En net toen ik dacht, houdt die regen nu nooit eens op, was daar de zon en kregen we af en toe nog meer zon. Heerlijk, je kon weer naar buiten en het leek wel alsof het voorjaar pardoes zijn intrede had gedaan. Januari vind ik altijd een wat langdurige, saaie maand, maar met die heerlijke zon doet alles er zoveel beter en vrolijker uitzien. En daarom kreeg ik de behoefte om alvast een aanloopfase naar het voorjaar in te gaan door bloemen te gaan kopen. Die er in overvloed te koop zijn in de vele supermarkets en tuincentra. En dat heb ik gedaan. Het tuincentrum niet ver bij mij vandaan had de mooiste primula's in een zee van kleuren die nu staan te parken tussen wat groen in mijn bloembakken voor het huis en achter in de tuin. Wees eerlijk, wat is er nu mooier dan het kijken en genieten van bloemen met een prachtige kleuren binnen of buiten maakt niet uit. Ook de tulpen lagen in mijn vizier en ook die prijken nu in een aantal boeketten op verschillende plekjes in ons huis. Het maakt me blij, na al die grauwe dagen en de regen die soms met bakken de lucht uitkwam. Misschien ben ik wat vroeg in mijn behoefte naar het voorjaar, maar zo te zien was ik niet de enige, gezien de vele mensen om me heen die duidelijk hetzelfde idee hadden. We leven in een wat bizarre tijd momenteel en het kan zeker geen kwaad om op deze manier wat kleur in het leven te brengen en met een simpel bloempotje met narcissen of met een bos tulpen, ook al is het midden januari. Een kleine moeite met een grote impact. Probeer het maar eens dit weekend. Ik weet zeker dat ondanks wat regen af en toe het de gemoederen zeker zal stimuleren. Connect FM 91.5. Asli Radio. Alleen omdat ik om dat leven geef. Als je klein bent wil je groot zijn. En later wil je jong zijn. Altijd wil je zijn wat je niet bent. Wat ouder en wat wijzer. Je haren worden grijzer. Je komt er dus wel achter wie je bent. Het zal wel vaak gezegd zijn, wat je geeft moet echt zijn, 
यू आर लिसनिंग टू कनेक्ट एफ एम असली रेडियो
Bij mij op de tafel vandaag zit Tedinder Singh. Hij is de medeoprichter en director of strategy and operations van het radiostation Connect FM 91.5, waar wij via uitzenden ons Nederlands programma Dutch Connections. Welcome to Jinder and thank you very much for being in the program today. Um, it's your anniversary, that's why I have you here. It's the, the station is one year old. It is one year old. Thank you very much for having me here. Yeah. Uh, yes, Connect uh, is uh, one year old here and serving uh, Metro Vancouver and its listeners. How did we start all this? That's a very good question, uh, Harma. Uh, it all started with uh, us looking into a vision of putting together uh, something, a broadcasting platform, uh, which reaches out to different individuals, groups, communities, cities. And uh, we started looking at, let's find the common denominators where people-to-people interaction happens in communities around ourselves. And uh, that's where the whole story started. But the station is primarily Hindu and Punjabi. Yes, it is. So uh, the way uh, it works for... uh, uh, the broadcasting uh, application is uh, they, they need to look at two things. First is uh, what are uh, the programming languages that you're actually serving. Uh, primarily, it was uh, Punjabi and Hindi for us, uh, and that's based on uh, what kind of business case it's been built on. So is there a business case uh, to have an FM station to, uh, 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 to or South Asian speaking languages? Right. If uh, and then they also uh, the commission also goes back and uh, take a look at what are the existing uh, radio stations serving those communities. Is there a growth of business? Is there a financial plan? Can it sustain on itself? And what is the kind of new programming that uh, the incumbent radio stations don't have? Well, I think there is definitely, you know, there was the opening for your community. There's no doubt about it. But it was also based that you had to have was it eight other languages? Uh, we have total of 14 languages. So if uh, for South Asians, we take Punjabi, Hindi, Urdu, and English uh, targeting South Asians, uh, that actually makes 10 other languages. Okay. And then you have, beside of the Dutch, which we are, yes. you know, you have German, you have... What's yeah, we have, we have Germans, we have uh, Koreans, we have Arabic, we have Tagalog, we have Tamil, Telugu, we have Sinhala, we have... Uh, uh, I think Filipino, Tagalog there, uh, Spanish is also there, and so, we have Hindustani. So we, there are really three Western world languages, if I may say it, and the rest is mostly East. Uh, yeah, you could see, like, I don't know whether, like, you will consider Arabic as a Western or an Eastern. No, it's a Middle Eastern It's a us. Middle Eastern, right? Yeah, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So, so, yes, uh, so what, how we actually came around was uh, we started looking at the footprint of the radio station potentially that's going to be and uh, the communities that are living in there. And then uh, also is uh, how big those communities are and uh, are they already being served at some other radio station or not? No, well, we lost, you know, our radio program, which you know we had before. Yes. You know, we I think we have had not for maybe seven or eight years a voice or a radio voice in our community. There's no, uh, yeah. So you then looked at that and yes. you know the population of the Dutch is yes. pretty big. Yes. And that was the reason why you approached the Dutch network. 
Yes, and that's the reason I, I actually first like proposed the Dutch language as a part of our uh, radio station, and uh, then reached out to the Dutch network. Uh, see, uh, Harma, the idea is the same: is uh, all of us are human, and we have the same uh, emotions. We have uh, the some same. more than others, <laughs> <laughs> sure. <laughs> but uh, yeah, but we living in Canada have uh, same challenges. Uh, Dutch people from Dutch community or from South Asian community, they still have to be stuck in traffic while going through Massey Tunnel. Right? Oh yes, oh yes, yes, yes. <laughs> so those yes, challenges, I drive that. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. so th- those challenges are still the same, and although uh, it may be uh, a bit different, but the stories are also same. There, I know, like you can actually dig up uh, many, many stories where Dutch community came as immigrants and then they successfully being in businesses and running uh, corporate houses, right? And where something uh, South Asians are probably reaching at this time. So again, there are those parallels which actually helps uh, the connectivity among different communities working on. I, I know, like uh, uh, their Dutch community have, uh, they are actually uh, engaged in agriculture also. Oh, there's lots of them. Yes, exactly. Very successful, and some of them for generations. Yes, exactly. Right, and from uh, most of uh, the Punjabi Hindi-speaking people living in Metro Vancouver area are from Punjab and primarily from agriculture background. Yeah, so, so I understand. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Interesting. So, a, as with like Dutch, uh, so is with Punjabis, the, the love for soil yeah. is there, right? Yeah. Working hard out there, doesn't matter what the weather is, right? And, uh, and getting uh, food for uh, people and communities around, right? Yes. So again, those are the common points that we really wanted to have that, uh, that connection with the Dutch community, even though we are primarily a South Asian station. Well, then I should probably bring you in when I get some other people here, you know, who are farmers and <laughs> you can talk with them because, yes, indeed, you have that same connection, you know, like the Dutch started here because after the Second World War, you know, um, a lot of these uh, large families, you know, they could start, you know, a, um, a farm business. So they came to Canada. Right. Is that in your country the same? It, it's, it's the same. Yes. But you have, you're the big country. You're much, much, much larger than the Netherlands. Yes, it is. Well, uh, primarily, if you go and look at the geography, uh, it's the northern plains of India that are more suited for agriculture. If we go uh, south or if we go towards west, it's uh, mainly uh, rock beneath uh, the soil and uh, not much of an agriculture there. And uh, in it was uh, six from Punjab who were the first one from uh, Indian subcontinent who came to Canada. And again, being from agriculture background, uh, it has always been... Well, the one. station here has a lot of the people who are agriculture background. Oh, yes. I mean, yes. you know, all the boys I see here, you know, they all tell me, you know, how they yes. grew up at the farm and everything else. So. And even on those uh, Dutch uh, community-owned farms here in Metro Vancouver area, uh, there are many South Asians, Punjabis, who are actually working there. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. Right? Yes. Yeah, oh, yeah. Right. absolutely. You can. Do you know, um, when you come out of, out of the tunnel and you go down to Vancouver, mm-hmm. you know, then at the corner there of Steveston Highway yeah. and, 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 um, and the highway, uh, there is a country farm. Yes. Yes. I've seen it. Okay. Well, a lot of your people work there and, you know, it's a beautiful you know, spot to go and buy your vegetables. They come all fresh from the land of 
the people who produce it here locally. Criteria. Yeah. yeah. And it doesn't matter if it's Dutch. There are Dutch. And there are people from your country as well. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So there's definitely the connection. But Canada is really based on that, isn't it? Well, I, I think like uh, for us, uh, uh, Canada is uh, such a wonderful land uh, that has always had open arms for all the communities, embraced it, right, and helped them with their struggle to settle in and grow. And that's uh, that's a beautiful part of uh, the Canadian multicultural fabric. I think you're right there, because if I look back at my life, I was born, raised, educated, worked in the Netherlands. Mm-hmm. But what I have become, I'm formed here. Right. I, 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 I look proudly back at my background, granted. But I must say the opportunities I have encountered here and still have... I would not have had in my own country, that's right. for sure. Right, right. And I, I think one of the important things uh, in, in Connect FM came from my previous background where I have actually worked with different communities. And it's always a charm to know other communities, engage with them, uh, their food, their language. Oh, yes. It, it's, it's always like a, a very great and fun feeling. Uh, true. I've had many lunches here and they are great but spicy. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, okay. So you've worked with other communities. You've worked at other radio stations because your background is media. Yes. I, I'm actually primarily from a television background. So I have worked for about uh, 14, 15 years with Shaw Multicultural Channel. But again, like with the Multicultural Channel, I was producing uh, content that was again South Asian focused. It was against... No, it was again South oh, Asian focused. Again, yes, okay. yes, yes, okay. yes, yes. It's again like South Asian focused. Yeah. Although I was actually working on a mainstream uh, multicultural channel. So, um, but then this idea came. I mean, this is a beautiful studio. You got state of the art equipment. I've never seen anything like it. So okay. I'd love to work here. Um, but you must have had this plan going and brewing for some time, where you wanted to go and start your own station. Yes, uh, in 2013, uh, me and uh, my partner, Jagjeevan Man, uh, we launched an online radio service. It was called Radio Akash. Mm-hmm. And uh, Akash uh, in uh, South Asian language means sky, right? And, uh, and the name of the company who actually got licensed is Akash Broadcasting, and that again equates to sky. So we started an online uh, station uh, on the digital platform, and uh, once we actually started playing songs and start producing more content, we started seeing the engagement that the community has with content. And then we started mapping out, okay, so with the existing South Asian broadcasters, is there anything new that we can actually bring to the, uh, to the table, right? Uh, how can we really do that thing? So we, at that point, there was no anticipation of a call from the commission that a new frequency is going to be coming up. I see. But uh, uh, but we, we started contemplating on this idea that uh, is uh, Surrey ready for uh, a station of its own? I, many people like who didn't know that uh, Surrey uh, prior to 20, I think 13, 14, didn't have its own station. So anything that was coming in was from Vancouver-based stations. And uh, so there was a call that came in and then uh, in 2013, and then the commission awarded the first English station for Surrey uh, that was 107.7 FM. 
and uh, a couple years down the road uh, they recognized that uh, Surrey is uh, one of the 10th uh, fastest growing communities across Canada and uh, we, and it needs to have its own station and because primarily South Asians uh, live in Surrey uh, that makes a business case for having a radio station that is South Asian uh, community or language-based station. So that, that, what, those were the stipulations from the CRTC? Uh, yes. So again, as I mentioned earlier also, like they really go back and look at it's like, so what's your programming and what is the business case? Are there uh, X amount of businesses who can really uh, help in uh, your advertisement revenue? Uh, from a perspective that you're actually uh, generating more revenue, but you're really not pulling it out from the existing stations. Like, so they want to protect... Oh, self-sustaining. Yes, yes, yes. So they want to protect the incumbent stations, but they also want to have is like uh, the growth of businesses is that that there is uh, a space for another station to come in. And the whole process actually takes like a year and a half or so. So in 2016... November was when we were actually awarded this station, that's Connect FM 91.5. So it took us uh, about three years. Uh, Meanwhile, we were actually also working on uh, a couple other projects that were in television and radio station. Uh, But uh, so January uh, 2020, we actually launched uh, Connect FM. And uh, and interestingly, although this is our first anniversary for Connect FM 91.5, but uh, on January 1st, 2021, we just uh, acquired uh, another FM station in Edmonton. It's called World ah, FM. Yes. So we can connect? <laughs> oh, again, it's like connecting uh, those uh, cities and even now the communities and uh, provinces. Wow, yes. congratulations. That's like, great. After a year, that's, that's big growth, fast. Yes, yes. So uh, that station in Edmonton, it was with Rogers and had been there for last 40 years. So they're celebrating their 40th anniversary. So uh, so we now have just acquired it and uh, we will uh, be rebranding it and uh, then really working with the people of Edmonton to celebrate uh, 101.7 FM. Let me ask you quickly, it, it was with Rogers for 40 years. Why would they go and get rid of it? Uh, the station was with Rogers since 2013. Prior to that, it was with another ownership. So Roger actually acquired some cluster of radio stations in Edmonton area. So this came with it. And uh, they have run this thing. Uh, Rogers, I think, uh, may have 50 plus stations across the country. And uh, World FM in Edmonton was the only ethnic station. So they they had this thing is... Uh, if uh, there is a good business case where someone who they trust can really uh, take this thing to a next level, uh, they will be very keen to uh, have the station sold off. And when we actually gave them the proposal and they they were actually looking into what uh, we are actually doing here in Surrey, uh, they liked it. And that's where the, the deal was closed and, and the acquisition was completed. Well, I, I think, you know, it makes sense that, you know, if you have in your portfolio a certain station like the ethnic station and then, you know, it doesn't really fit in there. You acquired it for whatever reason mm-hmm. and then you can sell it off to a an other organization who does have the skills and can bring it up to a next plateau. You know, it's not a merger. It's not an acquisition. It's just sold as an identity? Uh, yes. Uh, f- 
from us uh, it's uh, it's a merger because uh, uh, that station also has uh, about 11 hours of south asian programming right so it was not an english station that we just bought off uh, we had this like we can build synergies between these two stations uh, is that the same language is like you using here uh, again uh, there in edmonton it is 12 languages uh, unfortunately dutch is not there no not yet <laughs> <laughs> right but uh, yeah uh, but here uh, in vancouver or surrey we don't have cantonese and mandarin but out there in Edmonton, we have Cantonese and Mandarin also, like we're serving. Yeah, but that here it's owned by a different entity. Yes. Yeah. So uh, I know the former owners of that. So, you know, right. and, um, and that has been long here. So they're not going to get rid of it. Um, maybe, yeah, money talks, but uh, okay, there must be a synergy somewhere, you know, would that yes. happen? So, so any business case uh, needs to be built on synergies, which it makes a viable sense because uh, people who are actually working there, uh, they also uh, have uh, that sense of excitement that uh, if there is a change in ownership, uh, it is actually for the betterment and uh, moving further with better content production and engaging the uh, listeners. Now, I must correct you there because I've been in the business for a long time. New management, when a company is taking over, yes, there is an enthusiasm, but it does not always mean that they are taking the right course in what they say they will do. Excuse me, but that's reality. I mean, uh, knowing you for some time now, I know that in the way you operate, you were a very enthusiastic individual very driven and you know um i think with your personality you will you will en- empower people and you will go and let them participate in what your vision is i think that's exactly the whole idea is uh, you put together uh, a team uh, who is creative who's professional responsible and who can actually drive with the things and uh, all the needs is in the back end is uh, the coordination and 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 just monitoring uh, and and making things go smooth for people who actually go on air because uh, with any of the media or any anything uh, that is more than one person's uh, team uh, whether it is people working in the farms or uh, interior decorators construction of home uh, with media or even with the stage and cinema Anywhere where is more than one person team, there is a group sense of responsibility. Uh, that's for sure. And that team just needs to be managed and monitor, and uh, they'll actually uh, start uh, giving good results provided they're professional and uh, they are responsible for the work they're actually doing. And uh, projects are accomplished. There's no doubt that the people in the way I have encountered all this here, you know, um, they're very professional people, obviously. Um, but I've also noticed, and you know that, that, you know, we don't all speak the same language. Like, mm-hmm. I've noticed that, you know, in the beginning when I started to do this program, you know, um, and in the editing room where I then am with the boys, um, it's a little bit different because I... They don't know where I want to go and have a split right. and I want to go and inject an, 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 um, a song or whatever I might see necessary. Um, but I also understand the willingness 
of to understand that. Mm-hmm. And now we make jokes about it because, you know, they start to understand when I say this word or that word. They, they know the tonation and they even see when the songs are popping up on the screen right. that, and they read it or try to read it in Dutch, which it, it goes all better. But there is, of course, the language barrier. And I must say that, yeah, things have improved greatly because, like I say, it was difficult in the beginning. Well, always anything that's new will always be a challenge, right? It's it's a challenge, yes. but it's also a learning process. It is the learning and it's actually the willingness to really like uh, take uh, that challenge heads on. And... Uh, and as the name of the station connect right so it is the connection that is being established right now like uh, you and uh, people in production who help you on weekly basis uh, there is a connection right and, oh yeah uh, they're lovely people yeah and 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 that smooths out the things right and at at one point uh, language our understanding the language is uh, is always going to be there uh, but uh, so long as uh, there is a common, like both of us, we are actually talking in English, right? So if we are actually able to make other person understand what it is, uh, then uh, whatever job we're actually doing, it is accomplished. Well, I think you mentioned it correctly, or you said the right word, is that the willingness to go and understand. And I think that is in abundance here. Well, that's what it is needed to be successful for the a radio station, right? Because... Uh, we don't work by our deadlines are not like days or even hours. So we work by minutes and seconds, right? Yes, I have figured that <laughs> <laughs> so, Exactly. So, so if, if uh, that willingness is not there, if that, uh, and, and that's the reason when I was talking about, and I was saying the word responsible, right? If that responsibility is not there, then uh, things won't actually be accomplished. And uh, it's uh, a very easy for things to fall apart, right? And, yes. uh, and that's where like uh, choosing uh, right people and then uh, uh, having those relationships build up and those connections established, uh, it's then fairly easy, I think, for us. And I think uh, I, even with the Edmonton also, that's exactly what's happening in the background where people really are interested, new ideas are coming up, um, and uh, they are quite interested to see what uh, the synergies between uh, two different uh, places under one organization is really going to build up with. A year later now, how successful are we? I think uh, uh, if we really look at the word success in, uh, in what we have actually put in our vision, and uh, are we moving that path? I think uh, we are fairly successful. Fairly successful uh, even during these challenging pandemic period. Because when we launched in January, uh, we had this business plan is there is uh, Nagar Keetan in Surrey, about uh, three, 400,000 people come there. We'll have our own stage and people will see there are visuals so they will understand that new station is uh, launched. Because interestingly, with other businesses, uh, if you actually launch a business, you may actually come and say, I want to run your commercials, right? We or any other media can't go to the other media and say, like, can you actually run our commercials and tell people <laughs> that there is a competition there, right? Yes. So so you, you don't have that uh, 
that uh, that platform for you to tell people that we are there, right? So for us, those key points like events and uh, and uh, meeting people and interacting with them was kind of like creating that buzz out there. But by March, things just faded out and life just completely changed for everybody. Yes, for, for everybody, right? yeah. And for us, it was not just about uh, us telling people that uh, we are here and uh, tune in to Connect FM. It was also taking on that responsibility of uh, educating the listeners, uh, reaching out and educating the listeners is what this pandemic really means for us and how it's actually changing our lives and how we can keep ourselves safe and secure. Because uh, at that point, there was nothing on the horizon that uh, there is a vaccine or something like this, right? So from that perspective, when I looked at uh, a, a journey year back, it's, it's a fairly successful journey where uh, we have lots and lots of listeners within South Asian community. Uh, we have even... Uh, Dutch community starting their own one-hour show, and and they are actually uh, engaged with the station and among the activities that's actually happening uh, within that's happening within the Dutch community, uh, but also uh, providing that essential uh, public service about COVID, and uh, we, we we talked about. Uh, all the say if if there were like what has happened with the athletes and their games suspended uh with uh, violence against uh, women in homes during this uh, covid time uh about the rise of use of drug and alcoholism uh about uh, uh how you can actually keep yourself uh, energetic and uh, fresh out of depression because mental uh, illness has that it been, takes a big toll. Yes, yeah. quite a challenge. So, so all those different aspects and topics. They f- you feature on that. Yes, we have featured those things on. And, and interestingly is that those features were not done just in Punjabi or Hindi. It, they were also done in English. Like evening 7 to 9 p.m. is our English uh, show. Primarily, though, talking about South Asians and their challenges and stories. But it's in English. And uh, that was like, we don't want to miss out like second, third, fourth generation of South Asians who uh, have their own viewpoint. But at that point, like there was nothing like that existing within the station or within the existing broadcasting landscape in ethnic media. Now, let me ask you, um, I specifically do not talk specific in the Dutch program Mm -hmm. about Corona. Um, not that of course that I'm not aware of it, but I find there is an overemphasis in the mm. media about it. Right. And um, it's depressing enough for some people as it is. I mean, some people are losing their jobs, their homes, their businesses, etc., etc. Mm. And it's not that I don't want to touch upon that, but you know, I like to bring some talent, some entrepreneurial, etc., within our community to the table so people can understand, you know, what these people are and what they do and what they have done. Um, And some of them are affected with this epidemic. There's no doubt about it. But to overemphasize, no, I don't want to, because like you, you you already doing it and so many other stations are doing it. So um, I'd like to focus more on the other parts of life. And my philosophy in that is that 
in no situation, whatever you find yourself, and it's not the situation so much, but the way you are learning to deal with it. And we have been taught how to deal with it. Some do better than others. Right. No, I, I think you, you are right on the dot. Like, uh, so first, uh, say till August, it was quite about like numbers and how things are happening. And then slowly that whole transition in the programming did happen is like, uh, it's being overemphasized. Uh, so you give uh, certain numbers to the listeners, but then also let's actually start talking about us and ourselves, how we really uh, have uh, done or dealt with the the pandemic and stories of uh, the the success of human spirit. Well, right? that we yes. are challenged. Yes. And I think we are, as human beings, are having to go a little bit deeper and look within ourselves yes. and start to understand how fortunate we are. Yep. And I mentioned that last week. You have a roof over your head. You have food on the table. Yep. You can have a hot bath. Um, all those things, instead of whining about it, which, yeah, a lot of people do. It is so inconvenient because I can't fly, I can't go on a holiday, mm -hmm. I can't do this and that. Look within and find out what you can do in this difficult yep. time. And you start to understand that you maybe have some different strength, I would call it, or a different spirit than you ever thought you would have because you were faced to go and have to do something different with your life than what you were used to. Oh, it's that, getting out of your comfort zone. That, 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 that's precisely like, uh, I think, what was needed, uh, us as humans, to really take a look at that. And uh, as you have been bringing all those uh, wonderful guests and the topics that are really about us conducting uh, in those COVIDs, but the success of human spirit and the celebration of it, and probably this process of... Uh, uh, uncovering ourselves like we we just thought like we are just capable of what we are actually doing this is our safety zone and uh, this is what we really like it to be but then all of a sudden you find is uh, no these are other things that you can do like my kids uh, they started learning cooking yeah. right yeah. Uh, and uh, in, in the similar ways uh, there are guests who really actually uncovered themselves is like so what is that I am about myself? It is not just like flying out and taking vacations. It is me and my inner peace and uh, how I really want to conduct myself with all the people around me and my loved ones. Exactly. And I think if I read some of the columnists, especially in the Dutch newspapers, I, I, I see the trend developing. And of course, that's here the same, where people are starting to understand that um, significance of it and um, yeah learn to adapt and learn to think okay yeah I can't go out partying for the young people and um, I can't see all my friends and we have to do it in a different way and I have found out that uh, our friends if it's you know in Canada or even locally or you know in Europe um, we phone more mm -hmm. we FaceTime Right. WhatsApp more. Um, um, we have longer conversations. Mm -hmm. It's not the texting so much anymore because texting is so unpersonal. Yes. I find it. It has a very good application for business transactions and quick yes, no, where are you, whatever it is. But about that is for me enough because if I have to interview people beforehand, 
I need to hear their voice. Mm-hmm. Okay, and a lot of people, trust me, when I approach them, they don't phone, they don't return phone calls. They text. Right. So I insist you phone. Right. I want to hear your voice. Right. I want to listen. Right. And voice is something that, again, like binds people together. Text is like cold. Right? It Certain is times. very unpersonal. Yes, yes. I have a friend who um, uh, is uh, disabled within his sight. Mm-hmm. And from him, I have learned that you don't look at people because obviously he can't see. You feel with your heart right. what a person is. You can feel it in the tonation of the voice. Right. Okay. And I think in what we are doing here too, that is very important. Right. Right. And no, I think like, and especially like... Uh, uh individuals like you who are like uh in broadcasting for so long a voice is something that really and the tonation of the voice is something that really makes you engage with people oh right? I, that's why i don't do pre-script interviews that's right. why i go and have people i call it around the table like right. you're sitting in the kitchen with a cup of coffee right. and we are having a nice chat right so you know I have to go and make those people very comfortable, right. which I do, and um, I have to draw them out, who they are, what do they think, you know, what are their plans, what have they done, how did they come to this idea. That's my job. Right. It's to illustrate, profile that person, and not to say that not everybody can do it, but it takes certainly, as you well know, different skills. It, it does. You cannot just that. go to, yes, yes. <laughs> you can't just go to broadcast school and just say, okay, well, I've done that. That's, that's not it. Um, through the years, yes. I mean, I do write a lot, but, um, um, yeah, you, you, you get more of the experience. You know where you're going. And in my other life, my other work, of course, I deal every day with, Lots of people. Right. So you have to have those people skills to do that that's and to true. bring the best out of a person. That, that is actually true. Like, and I, I think, uh, uh, again, going back to what we were talking earlier, uh, in, in this uh, uh, challenging period, that was uh, an introspection everyone probably had with themselves, uh, trying to understand uh, what they are, uh, what they really want to do and uh, how they want to do it, right? And uh, I've also found, especially like within our communities, and I think that'll be very true with uh, other communities, uh, the, the, the relationship uh, and the frequency uh, with like say parents with kids, brothers with sisters, like within families, the dynamics have changed because it looks like though it had been very difficult and challenging times for us, uh, it had made people stop and just take a look at what really it is. Yes. Right? Yes. And, uh, and I, I think once uh, we, uh, the, the vaccine is there, or maybe like a couple of years from now, uh, people will be going out and doing vacations. People will be flying out. There will be party times. There will be Christmas celebrations, right? But uh, it'll be, I, I feel it, it'll be a bit different because after coming out of this pandemic, we will all be, all be a bit changed personality. Are we going to be more appreciative? Uh, let's see. We will actually... Oh, I believe we'll that. Talk, yeah, I think so. I, think, I, I yes, really think, yes, I, I, yes. I can see that people yeah. are starting to and, say, look... As, as you said, right? Uh, uh, as you said earlier, like, 
uh, appreciate like you have food, appreciate you have roof, appreciate like uh, you get a warm blanket, right? And uh, rather than uh, things that are, that are, I'll say those are like bells and whistles for the life, but th- that's not the core. No. Right? Yeah. No. So the vacation can come. Uh, and it it will come hopefully right very but soon. you can even have a, I've had it my vacation in my backyard yeah and I truly enjoyed it yeah thoroughly enjoyed it right. the colors the birds the animals around I mean it's yes I've always believed in that but a lot of people don't I realize that but I can connect better with those people who didn't do before I can now because they do understand right. it that's actually true and and I think. That's and this is, this is not is probably like that has happened to you or uh, partly to me, but uh, to many people out there. Oh, yes. Right? Absolutely. Yes, yes, yeah. yes. Now, I could ask you a lot of more questions. I'm sure we are never going to be finished, Agenda, because <laughs> we always have such good, wonderful uh, discussions. But I think the time is running out, unfortunately. I could have asked you, you know, how do we measure how many Dutch people that are listening and all that stuff. Maybe we do that another time because right. that's also important. Um, and how they can find us on your website and everything. Those are the technical aspects. We have mostly talked about how you started, how this pro, um, um, station came to Fruitation and how much I enjoy coming here every week. Thank Welcome you. my guest and to work with the people here. Um, it brings me in a different dimension of life. Uh-huh. I can connect with my people where I can speak my own language. Right. Thanks to you. And um, I, I think, you know, that the Dutch network and uh, especially myself are very, very thankful that you've given us the opportunity to go and have a voice in our community again. And let's hope that you are going to go and have this for many, many more years to come. Thank you oh, very yeah, much. Problem. Thank you very much, Harba, about that. Uh, but uh, uh, the thanks is not just one way coming from the Dutch community and yourself to our side. It's also like thanks from our side to yours, uh, having that relationship uh, being built up, that connection being made and uh, you working on a weekly basis, uh, very hard to bring some wonderful contact uh, content to the Dutch uh, listening uh, community out there. And uh, also through SoundCloud uh, to everyone across who is interested in uh, that content that uh, you and the Dutch community is putting together for everyone. Thank you very much and, and and a wonderful 2021 to all the listeners. Thank you. Same to you. Take care.
We zijn weer gekomen aan het einde van dit programma. Allemaal een heel fijn weekend gewenst en vergeet vooral geen bloemen te kopen. Dag!
Connect FM 91.5. Hustly Radio. Jahren in der Leben mag ich ein Testament auf meine Jugend. Nicht, dass ich Geld auf gut weggegeben habe, vor schlimmen Jungen habe ich nooit gedacht. Aber ich habe noch wel wat mooie Ideale, gut von Schnitt, hoewel ze uit de Mode zijn. Wie ze hebben will, die mag ze komen halen, vooral junge Menschen vinden ze noch fijn. Aan mijn broertje dat zo graag wil gaan studeren, laat ik met plezier dat rest na van mijn kroeg. Waar ik te veel dronk om een vrouw te imponeren en dan na de klappen kreeg waarom ik vroeg. En dan heb ik nog een stuk of wat vriendinnen die wel opgevoed en zeer verstandig zijn. En waarmee je dus geen donder kunt beginnen, maar misschien krijgt iemand anders ze wel klein. Je zijn mijn onvervulde wensen wel wat kinderlijk, maar ach, ze zijn zo diep. Ik behoorde immer tot die groep van mensen, voor wie het gelukkig altijd harder liep. Aan mijn 